The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. There are days when my knees bother me. When I try to get up, my legs alone aren't strong enough to lift my 140 pounds out of a chair. I have to use my hands and arms to help me get to my feet. And I have to laugh when I think about this. And although you you might not understand what I'm saying, I've got some advice for you young folks. Having trick knees and a flat tummy when you're over 80 is the price you will pay for not drinking beer and not smoking cigarettes with your friends when you were 20. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
Hello. Um, Scott Hamilton here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. Okay, okay, women. If you women are equal to men, why don't you prove it to me sometime? And yes, yes, I have an example of exactly what I'm talking about here. I used to go to exercise class three times a week. Are you listening to this? There was a scale in the corner. It was one of those scales where you slide a weight along a bar to the 150-pound notch and then adjust the other sliding weight up to 20 pounds, which would give you your weight of 170 pounds. When men ascertained their weight, they stepped off the scale and left. Before women got off the scale, I watched them. They moved the sliding weights back to zero.
Giorgio Venuti, boo-boo, oh baby, do-do-do-do-do. You know, as well as I do, that a man is known by the clothes he wears. My beautiful young trophy wife, Masha, the almost perfect woman, treated me to a crab meat roll at Dougie's Seafood to celebrate my 80th birthday. And you can understand that I was in somewhat of a quandary about what to wear for such a momentous occasion. My wardrobe is rather extensive, so the selection process was a lengthy one. You'll be pleased to hear, you might be surprised to hear, that I went with a blue shirt and a blue tie. The tweed jacket I bought at a lawn sale last year for $2.50 doesn't fit me as well as it did because, well, it's gotten quite a bit bigger and there's quite a bit of slack in the shoulder shoulders area and around the waist. I was kind of concerned how I was going to get in and out of Dougie's. But you know, after I was seated, I was wearing a bib so no one noticed what I was wearing anyway.
Scott Hamilton here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. With any luck at all, I'm here every week at this time on your favorite radio station, playing old-fashioned music just for you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you again for listening. Love to hear from you. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. President Obama says he's not superstitious. I am. Do I believe that I'll have bad luck if a black cat crosses my path? Not really, but you know, I'd go a great distance out of my way to avoid it. Am I extra careful on my birthday and certain holidays? Yes. Does it hurt to be extra careful every day of the year? No. Is it dangerous to light three cigarettes with one match? You're taking your life in your hands if you light a cigarette with anything. Do you capture someone's soul when you take their picture? (laughs) When you hear some women scream and run when you pull out a camera, you would think so. Do I believe that if a rocking chair is rocking with nobody in it, that someone will die? Not really, but but why take unnecessary chances?
was the real Four Brothers. There's so many Four Brothers out there that Woody recorded, but I call that one, I call that one the real Four Brothers. For my 80th birthday present, for my 80th birthday present, my wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, scrubbed out a plastic peanut butter jar to put screws in out in the barn. True love is not measured by dollars and cents, but knowing what the other person wants and needs.
Scott Hamilton had the last note. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. Did I just mention that with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time? Right here on your favorite station. I'm thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Ten or so years ago, when I was flying home from a speaking engagement, the woman next to me in the airplane pulled out a salad. Yes, wouldn't that have surprised you? Don't most people don't most people smuggle aboard some little sweet or goodie to eat instead of a salad? I I couldn't contain my amazement and I course you know I complimented her on her healthy choice. Don't you agree that too many people don't give a fig about what they eat? And here was a woman right next to me in this airplane who obviously cared about not only how she looked, but about her health in general. As she ate that salad, you can imagine how I ranted and raved about how she impressed me and how great this country would be if more people followed her example. As you can believe, she ate every last green leaf of that salad. And then she washed it down with two little bottles of gin. I heard an angel say, wake up, wake up, your wonderful dreams come true. A newborn feeling had me reeling, I said to myself, where am I? 
It's all so hazy, may sound crazy, there wasn't a star in the sky. Still I saw stars, I heard a birdie sing, so sweet, so sweet, the moment I fell for you. Django, I saw stars one day while wandering about in the Detroit airport. I noticed in one display case by a counter purporting to dispense nutrients. In this counter, in this display case, I noticed 18 trays of pastries, buns and cookies, two trays of salads, and one tray of sandwiches. In that case, yes, in that case, there were 18 trays of goodies and two trays of salads. The people who manage that counter do not display things that they think you should eat. They display things they know you will buy to make them money. 18 trays of goodies and two trays of salads. America has spoken.
Brad Terry ending on there. Never thought they were going to get done, did you? Almost time. I might as well remind you now that you're listening to The Humble Farmer on your favorite radio station. With any luck at all, with any luck at all, I always have to throw that in. You can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here. I'm thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. And as you well know, on this program you hear old-fashioned music. And, well, I'd like to say you also hear scraps and bits of 80 years of accumulated wisdom, but I can't because instead of getting smarter... I only seem to have more questions about the be- the peculiar things you and I see or hear every day. For example, is it fair to categorize people by watching the way they wipe crumbs off the table with their hand? How do you wipe crumbs off a table with your hand? Ever think about it? One type of person rubs the crumbs across and into the crack where the table leaves come together and the other type doesn't.
Very, very, very tight musicianship right there. Spike Jones. Tight, tight, tight. Excellent, excellent people in that band. Imagine what it takes to play like that. I suppose many of them are concert musicians, jazz musicians. I, You probably know more about it than I do. You ought to tell me sometime who made up the Spike Jones bands. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. There are all kinds of lifestyle gurus out there. They'll tell you how to look better, how to feel better, how to make more money, how to get more done. I just saw one article listed online that you can download. It is an article that will teach you how to get up early. <laughs> you don't need to bother to download it because I'm going to tell you how to get up early. Get some cows.
of shaving a haircut there. Scott Hamilton playing shaving a haircut. You might wonder. You might you might have thought about this. You might have wondered how I dare invite you to my house for dinner. You're welcome to come to my house any time for dinner. Unless you're from away, you realize that we're talking here about dinner, the noonday meal, 11.30. I dare to invite you because there's a good chance that you will never take the time to be kind enough to come and visit me, and and I dare to do it because if you do come, I enjoy your company, and, and putting an extra plate on the table is no bother to me whatsoever. You will notice that I am not as generous with my supper invitations. And this is because, this is because my wife, Marcia, the almost perfect woman, is not likely to be home at dinner time. And she most certainly will be home at supper time. I prepare dinner. She prepares supper. Only one or two friends visited all one recent summer for dinner. And how delightful it was when one of those professor friends stopped in unannounced. During one visit, I remember opening the refrigerator door and finding apple dumplings, which we popped in the microwave and ate without fanfare. Good company, good food, good conversation. Who could ask for more? You might, however, know people who can't seem to let the good times roll naturally. My wife, Marsha, is one of them. When Richard and Sue came for supper, you would have thought that they were admissions officers from Colby College who were about to evaluate her grandchildren. To start with, have you got time to hear this? To start with, Marsha spends an entire morning and a quarter of my social security check just accumulating the raw materials. An entire afternoon is then spent roasting chicken and baking goodies. Do you like to wash pots and pans? I'd rather clean out the Aegean stables than tackle the heap of wreckage that remains after one of Marsha's little suppers for four people. I don't know why, but when she knows that two are coming, she cooks for eight. You might know someone like that. And when our guests have had their third strawberry shortcake with ice cream and stagger out the dawa, she piles the leftovers on plates, puts them in the refrigerator. And whatever's left over is what I have to eat every day until it's gone. Which is why I'm always glad when you stop in unannounced and say, Here I am, humble. Hey, what's for dinner? Got the right idea. 
beer. They think it's great to refrigerate while we all cremate down here. Just be like those bamboo babies in the South Sea tropic zones. Take no symbols, take off your skin and dance around in your bones. When you're calling up your sweetie in those hot house telephones, Ain't no sin to take off the skin and dance around in your bones When you're on a crowded dance floor near those red-hot saxophones Oh, taint no sin to take off the skin and dance around in your bones Take a look at the girls when they're dancing Notice the way they're dressed They wear silken clothes without any holes And nobody knows the rest No more singing in the bathtub with those television phones. Taint no sin to take off your skin and dance around in your bones. Judgment Day. Come, Mandy Lee, in the river. 